This is Jack Bauer, and you're listening to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. Question. You have them. Let's open up the mailbag in today's Godcast Q&A. The mailbag is afoot for November 2018. The Q&A answering questions for October uh-huh. of 2018. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. How are you? I'm all right. It's cold. No, it's not. 38 degrees. Oh, please. Sorry. It's like a <laughs> it's, summer day. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day in New Jersey. Yes, finally. Have our coffee here. Beautiful days. Back from the Poconos. Yeah. Our yearly trip mm-hmm. over there. It's always nice. Yes. Danny J in the Downbeats has a question. All right. Danny J in the Downbeats asks, how do you know when you're feeling the Holy Spirit? How do you know? Do you mean like goosebumps, like that kind of thing, or the hair stands well, up on? I guess. What do you feel like when you're in the presence of the Holy Spirit? Well, you're always in the. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Right. How do you so, know when you're feeling Him? Mm. I don't know. You, well, uh, you'll have that nudge. You'll have that check in your spirit, kind of thing. Like, what does that feel like? Uh, what does it feel like? <laughs> it's like it feels like a like a something bigger than you. If you sound really way. smart. Yeah. And very wise. And probably, that's, that's how I know. If I say something really, really smart, that's how I, I'm, start, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit, quote unquote, feeling. But He's inside you all the time, 24 7. So you might not feel Him because it's like, you know, do you always feel your liver? You know, oh, I feel my liver today. You know, it's. <laughs> feeling your liver? It's always with you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's like a liver. <laughs> Hope that helps, Danny J. It's like a nudging, like a guidance, like a leading, almost, I guess. I don't know what that feels like. It feels like almost like a revelation kind of a thing. It could, I think it feels a lot of different ways, depending on the... could be like an idea, or a a really wise, brilliant thought, or nudging, or a feeling of peace. Well, the Bible does talk about letting the peace of your heart be the umpire of your life. The peace right? of your liver. <laughs> heart, liver. <laughs> well, what is it? It's joy, fruit of the Spirit. Joy, joy peace. Peace. What are they, seven? There are actually nine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, Gentleness, self-control, nine. There you go. And he helps you and leads you with all of that. Yes. Ghost Rabbit writes in, The Who's Your Daddy podcast is the podcast I always wanted and never knew I needed. (laughs) Sometimes it's just good to laugh about the funny parts of your faith, the parts that don't make sense and probably shouldn't. It's equally good to interrogate the parts we've always taken for granted and wonder about. Yes. But most of all, it's good to love Frank and Christina and Jesus too. Aw, oh, it's good it's nice, to love you. Nice throwing Jesus in the mix there. You have to. And Jesus too. He's the author <laughs> of it. Oh, thank you. Yes. That was very nice, Ghost Rabbit. You definitely should wonder and ponder and laugh. It's all good. Whatever's all good, good is from God. Amen. Caitlin A416. I just want to anoint this podcast and give all the glory to God for this gift of fellowship I receive when it blesses my ears. I cried from laughing so hard in my kitchen by myself the first time I heard the question and answer with Frank and Christina. And I was hooked. 
As a recovering Christian school kid, youth group and Christian music festival attending youth, oh, and reluctant campus crusade for Christ attendee, oh, boy. I went because I had the hots for the guitar player in the worship <laughs> band, and we're totally married now, amen. Oh, yay! It's, it works! It's healing to laugh lightheartedly about it all with people who get it and who are not bitter. Oh. One of my favorite ways to share my childhood with others when explaining is that I grew up with a vinyl in my house called Firm Believer. That was a Christian music record to work out to. Oh, no. On the cover <laughs> were two women in spandex ready to get fit for Jesus. <laughs> that might be a collector's item. Yeah, you may want to hold on to that. Hold on to that. <laughs> I know that story doesn't compare with the gorilla one, but I thought they'd like it. Oh, that's very funny. No, everyone has a story. Everyone has a story, and one isn't better than another. And that's how this got started, right? That's right. Historywithgod.org. Right. Everyone has a, a, history a history with God. Right. Your own personal. We can't impart our history with God onto you. Jordan's 293. How does Frank and his wife, Christ, blend the Bible with everyday life? Marriage, working, vacationing, daily encounters with others, etc. Uh, first of all, I think you mean Christina. Jesus right. is not my mistake. well. Jesus is not my wife. If anything, you're his wife. He's the bridegroom. You're the bride. Uh, he's my brother. <laughs> Thank you. So Frank and his wife Christ. No, it's Frank and his wife oh, Christina. Goodness. To a dance. Two ninety three. Understand it was a typo. How do we blend the Bible with everyday life? Oh, it's yeah. Well, you just it becomes a part of you. It right. just. It's like your food. How do you blend your meals in with all the other stuff you've got to do during the day? It's just right, part it's of just, what you do. Right. You need to eat because if you don't eat, you're going to die. Right. And you need to feed on the word as well. Right. It's, it's spiritual food. Right. Just like physical food. Right. So like, you know, once, once in a while I'll say to somebody, you know, the book I read says blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'll and that's how I kind of me. That's how I kind of blend it in. Or I'll, if I'm witnessing to somebody, or if if mm -hmm. I'm just talking to somebody, saying, you know, you know that story in the Bible where blah blah blah. Here's another thing I do. Mm. I talk to people as if they read the Bible. Mm. That way, when they have to tell me they don't read it, and then that opens the door for me to say, what? Really? You? Well, everybody has their own way of doing it. Yeah, right? that's why I said how I do it. Yeah, I just bring it up in normal conversation if it's applicable, and also. It's your lifestyle, too. Like, people... First of all, they see a difference in you without you having to say anything. Right. You walk into the room, and the atmosphere changes. Amen. So that's number one. So there's already something different about you. They, maybe they can't put their finger on it. Maybe they don't understand. But it's like Jesus. Think of him. When he was walking around, people were, like, attracted to him. They wanted to be with him. Sometimes people are like, who's that guy? Oh, you know, like that. So... Um, I heard Joseph Prince say this just recently where um, he goes, you know, you're going to, you carry the blessing. You carry, you know, who you are around with you. You're the righteousness of God. You go someplace and this so happens. And when he, when he said this, I was like, oh my God, that happens to us all the time. Um, when he said, you know, you go into a restaurant or a store and it's empty. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then within two minutes, the whole place is full of people. And it's because you were there. That's what you brought the blessing in with you. So people were attracted to that store. They don't know why. They came in, and now the blessing is leaking over into the business right. that you're in. Sure, and uh, it attracts customers. Right. So that's that's another way. Totally. Um, 
So what I'm saying is it's just an, because you're carrying the Holy Spirit, because you're carrying your identity, you know who you are, you're carrying the blessing, your lifestyle is your ministry. So right. it's like your liver. Yeah, okay, we're back to the liver. All roads lead back to the liver, the liver in this yes. episode. So there you go, Jordance. All right, Kit1912 says, listening to podcasts that Frank does made my ears hurt. <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> He's the furthest thing from a teacher. Aww. Righteous revolution? Really? Waste of time. Well, Aww. I'm sorry you feel that way, Kit. Aww. We still love you. Well, actually, I don't think you're a teacher. I think you're more of a preacher. Yeah, I'm not a teacher. You know so, what, Kit? You're right. I'm not a teacher. When he tries to be factual and or like impart information, I think. People hate it. Say people hate well, they, it. All right, it makes their ears hurt. Uh, well, it makes his ears hurt. Doesn't the whole world isn't writing in? I'm just saying that it's it's. I think your your anointing, calling, whatever talent, is more preaching than more exhorting. Whatever. Like you would listen to Andrew Walmack and get a really great teaching. He's a great teacher. Great. Um, Joseph Prince, great teacher. Uh, Jesse Duplantis, exhorter, not a great teacher, good preacher. Right. So Kenneth Copeland, preacher. So it's it, there's a difference, and that's probably what you're picking up. Yeah, that's part of the fivefold ministry. Right. Okay, New York cowgirl. Ooh. In episode 155, Christina talks about that if I don't receive forgiveness from Jesus, then all the rules and laws still apply to me. My question is, what if I'm not Jewish? The law was written for the Jews, not anyone else, because God chose them to obey him, not me. I feel like I'm getting into heaven simply based on this fact. Please answer. I'm sorry to tell you the law applies to all human beings. Adam was the first man. When sin came into the world, it came on all mankind. And then as man sought out God, then the Jewish religion was the hebrews became the first group that worshiped god but there was no law no there was no law no there was no law but there was still a separation between god and man from that tree right Right. so god created a way for people who wanted to fellowship with him to fellowship with him Uh, and that would be the jews and what he created was the law and the law had rules obviously it's the law which had to be you know you had to sacrifice this and sacrifice that and go to the temple and do this and do that and do this and follow these laws and these rules because he knew they were going to sin as the world was sinning and he was trying to give them a way where he could at least fellowship with them outside of the fact that there was sin in the world okay question yes and i'm not disagreeing with you this is like a curious question Mm -hmm. moses didn't give the ten commandments to egypt no so then really Mm -hmm. why should egypt have to follow that law they don't have to follow i'm just saying egypt all right forget let's forget the law for a minute okay let's just forget the law so let's say you don't want to live by the law that's fine you don't have to live by the law so then you're living under the curse you're living under a curse of Adam's fallen nature. Okay. Which so, preceded the law. Right. right. So, it's one or the other. 
well, actually not one or the other. There's three choices. You could live under the curse of Adam's sin, never fellowshipping with God, never have anything to do with God because you're just not interested. Right. And you're destined to go to hell for eternity. Secondly, you live by the letter of the law, which we can't do. We, it's been proven man can't do it. That's why Jesus came. And that's the third choice. Which is going to put you in hell for eternity anyway. Right. Again, second choice does. Third choice is the only other choice. One choice, single choice, is to receive the forgiveness that Jesus bought and paid for. And receive the fulfillment of the law that Jesus did. Right. Right. So, yeah, okay, so you don't want to live under the law. First of all, you're, you're talking as if you could. You can't live under the law. The Jews aren't living under the law. They're living under the law. They're not fulfilling the law. Right. So they have the curse of the law, the burden of the law, and the non-fulfillment of the law. Yeah, they're just kind of wandering around. Right. Okay, whether you're Jewish or not Jewish, if you're not accepting the forgiveness, the gift, the free gift, where he paid the price for you so that you can get everything good, I don't know why you wouldn't want it, Hmm. then you're going to hell. All right, so don't follow the law. Who cares? It doesn't matter if you follow the law or not because you can't fulfill the law. That's why the law was given, <laughs> to show you you can't do it. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is when you receive Jesus, you receive everything good and nothing bad. God does not have anything evil to give you. Hmm. The world, however, is full of evil to give you. Sickness, poverty, bankruptcy, loss, anything you can think of that's evil. So with accepting Jesus, you get all of the blessing and none of the curses. To me, it's like a no-brainer. However, I do appreciate your question. Those are like questions that lead you to an understanding of the word. Sure. The word. Yeah, so yeah, it's York great to a- ask questions like that, and I hope that helped. Okay, Blaster Racer is up. Frank should be a radio guy. I don't understand why people don't like him. He sounds great. Aw. Well, that's thank, nice. thanks, Mom, for writing it. <laughs> uh, okay. That, that other people said that to you, that you should have, you have a radio voice. Yeah, I do uh, not. Marjorie I, told me that. Right. I sound like, uh, I hate my voice on the radio. You sound fine. On the podcast. You don't sound bad. You think you sound bad. And I don't know why. Okay? Yeah. All right, Jesus for President 2020. <laughs> Just listened to episode 110, Resist the Devil. Loved it, but I have a question. The Bible says to not slander people as well as fellow believers. How do they explain bad-mouthing a trip... Oh, okay. How do they explain bad-mouthing a AAA office? I love the show. I'm just curious. That's an old one, first of all. Secondly... We weren't slandering them. Right. We were exposing them because they lied. And I don't know that anybody there is a Christian or not. So, first of all, what is slander? Let's define what slander is. Slander is the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation. Well, there was nothing false right. about our statement. Right. Everything about it that we said was exactly what happened and we wanted to warn people. And here's the thing. I'm a Yelp elite. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> I write reviews about businesses and um, restaurants and dentists and doctors. And not all of them are good. I mean, most of them are good. But not all of them are. And they're true. 
So that's not slander. Any kind of review, right? as long as it's truth in your experience, and you can say that in my experience, this is what happened, right. then that's not slander. Right. It's not slander. It's not libel. Right. It's none of that stuff. Okay. Next is the Cal Zone. The Cal Zone. Get it? Very funny. Maybe some California. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> they probably won't answer this, but... I love when it starts like that. <laughs> Why? Well, we always answer. I know. We answer everything, pretty much. Yeah. They probably won't answer this, but I've heard Christina mm-hmm. say that in attempts to be romantic, Frank will leave a card or have dinner ready once in a while when she gets home from work or something. My question is, has he improved in his romanticism? I think giving her a folded piece of paper and ordering takeout is lame. <laughs> Does she really enjoy that kind of stuff? Yawn. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Well, it's it's just, it's not for anything special. It's not like, oh, this is your anniversary. It's just like a surprise thing. And it's not always takeout. Sometimes it's actually Frank prepares the meal from scratch. He goes shopping, gets all the ingredients. He looks up. So there's like a big effort involved. So it's not just a folded piece of paper. Yeah. I mean, he also didn't draw the card on construction paper. <laughs> that might have been even more romantic. I don't know about that. I could but draw. I, I know. Hmm. <laughs> but it's, you just appreciate things like that. What if I made you a calzone? I couldn't eat it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, next is Thanks from, a lot. If you made me a calzone, I'd be really <laughs> mad. Next is from Bob the Donkey. I recently read God Loves You and Gave You Favor. Oh, cool. Loved it. I particularly like the Daily Confession pullout. Mm. I say it every day. When's the next book coming out, ah. and will I be able to get it on Kindle Fire? Uh, the next book is being prepared as we speak, and written. you'll be able to get it on Kindle Fire. Absolutely, yes. It's being written as we speak. You started writing it when we were away? No, before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very cool. Can you say the very- title? Yeah, God Loves You and Gave You Wealth. It's on the last page of the God Loves You and Gave You Favor book, Mm -hmm. what the next book is. Oh, okay. So, yeah, God Loves You and Gave You Wealth. Wealth. And this is going to be a doozy. Oh, boy. So I'm already learning stuff like that I had no idea of. Such as, there's a difference between wealth and riches. Well, it's the difference between being wealthy and being rich. Yes. And God wants both for you right and he gets into the hole and jesus gets into it it's it's very cool very cool go you hear that music you know what that means (laughs) (gasps) hello mate what's up captain captain britain okay this is an interesting entry from the captain okay so buckle up hello brother and sister in christ i thought this would be of interest to you Recently, a student of mine asked me why Satan is bound for a thousand years and not 300 or some other amount of time. She also said that she was even more puzzled as to why Satan would be loosed from his bonds after a thousand years, only to be allowed to deceive the world again. I thought your podcast would benefit from the answer I gave, as many of your listeners might have the same question too. Yes, that would be great. Here was my answer. Okay. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right. You can tell this guy's a teacher. Careful study of the scriptures teaches that the Bible millennium is the seventh 1,000-year period from the entrance of sin and death upon the human family through Father Adam. Gotcha. 
Since Adam's sin, approximately 6,000 years of suffering and dying have passed over his offspring, the entire human race. Mm -hmm. When considering creation in Genesis, we notice that God worked for six days, Hebrew periods of time, mm -hmm. or epochs, mm -hmm. and he rested on the seventh day. Mm -hmm. In like manner, the nation of Israel was required to work six days of the week and rest on the seventh. We can use the same pattern. Six days of toil, followed by the seventh day of rest, to help us locate the Bible millennium. Captain, I need you to get to the point already. Stop. Because I'm losing them. I'm not. Of I course like you're it. not. <laughs> okay. I could listen all day. How long is an epoch day to the Lord? The Apostle Peter supplies us with the answer in 2 Peter 3, 8. Be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So this thousand year period will allow all who have ever lived an opportunity to come to repentance, 2 Peter 3, 9. Applying this knowledge in the divine pattern, we learn that the six 1,000 year long days of mankind toiling under the burden of sin and death ought to be followed by the seventh 1,000 year long day for the purpose of resting from sin and death and for removing the curse. This same 1,000 year day is spoken of as the time in which the saints will reign with Christ when Satan is bound, Revelation 20, 3-4. Why after a thousand years would God then release Satan from his bonds in order to deceive the nations again, Revelation 27, 9? It is God's way of testing mankind in order to see if each person's obedience is done not out of fear and punishment, but is done out of his own free will, thereby proving that God's laws are truly written in his heart. We believe that the vast majority of mankind will accept the kingdom arrangements and go on to live forever on a perfected earth. However, the disobedient will be destroyed along with Satan. From this death, there will be no further resurrection. Revelation 29-10 I hope that wasn't too long-winded. I'm gassed just typing it out. Love in him, Captain mm. Britain. Okay. That was Very intense. Good explanation. Whoa. Now, what, what, what I would encourage everyone to do, if you're interested in that, is to research it yourself. Yeah. And, and say, oh, yes, oh, now I get it. Like, he's teaching you, and that's a springboard for you now to get your own revelation on what God is saying. That's exactly. That's what a teacher or a preacher is for, is to lead you in your own revelation mm -hmm. of the Word. <sighs> that was good. That Thank was, you. That was good. Now I get it. Mm -hmm. I actually never understood that either. Mm -hmm. I never really delved into it until now. I'm right. actually understanding. Oh, that's why he's there for a thousand mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. It's one day. Right. Well, and he's locked up. One thousand year day. Yeah. It's as if a thousand years is a day, a day a thousand years. Right. Because there's no time in the in the spirit. Right. But he's giving us something to kind of you know measure it by. Mm -hmm. Here's another interesting thing that it just occurred to me. You have the six six days, yeah. six thousand years. God labored for six days. Right. The Jews have a six-day work week. Mm -hmm. The number six is the number of man. Seven is the number of completion or rest. So you're working, you're doing your thing for six days, but the completion, the rest, right. is in that seventh day. I'm talking about resting, not rest like, oh, it's Sunday, let's all sit around and rest. Right. I'm saying rest meaning trust, 
yeah. being at peace, right. no fear. When you're you're in God's day, which is rest, mm-hmm. there is no toil, right? And right. I don't mean a right. day of the week. I mean a, a mind spirit set. Right. Like you're at peace because you know you trust God Amen. in every situation. Like so that. always live in the seventh day. Right. Yeah, there you go. The day of completion. Live in God's day. And that harkens back to how do you blend the Bible with your everyday life? Live in the seventh day. Right. Live there in the go. seventh day That's every day of rest. Right. No matter what is going on around you. And rest in all areas, even your liver. Right. So. <laughs> 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 we have to title this something about a liver. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all she wrote. For the mailbag, zipping up the mailbag. Don't forget, we got Bella's mailbag. 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 I was doing my zipping up the mailbag. I don't song. like it. Uh, so anyway, bird. Bella's mailbag. <laughs> she wants to do hers very badly. Bella and me, we will be doing her mailbag shortly. Okay. So stay tuned and remember, we love you. God loves you. And And Jesus Jesus is Lord. Stay Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast from the History with God Ministries. This teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing, hearing, remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.